0: Last time on Queer Dungeoneers. Jalene and Cremora stole the Klonkwonk control rod from Gaha and his crew and made their way to the district of Magnus, where they planned to use their metal friends as leverage to get inside. They also stole Varn and Cassandra, with varying degrees of willingness. I just realized I don't think we ever actually explained what we were doing on the island properly.
1: No, you didn't. What were you doing on the island? Well,
0: I probably shouldn't tell you, but the night court's not real and Cassandra's really drunk, so I'm going to do it anyway.
1: That's the spirit.
0: (laughs) So, one day, Cassandra's shield started speaking to her, And she wrote down all these notes really, really, really quickly. They were coordinates in the sky or a formation. And for some reason, she just knew that we had to work out where that formation would be on the 1st of winter.
1: I'm going to take out my notes and find the symbols of the ethereal worm and such that I've jotted down. hmm And, Vern, did, did any of these look familiar to you? Um...
0: That one! And they spring out and tap one of them. So I think the image that they point to is not particularly clear, but none of them really were that clear. It's got a, a bit sticking off the top of it and then two sort of sharper-looking bits sticking out the sides. It's a concord. It's a swan. <laughs> <laughs>
2: a flood relief. Yeah.
0: Good. I'm glad everyone got a different thing out of that <laughs> room.
1: Okay, that's, again, something we're going to have to shelve for now, temporarily at least. Actually, I wanted to talk to you. Look, I... When Nim and I ate the flowers the healing flowers in the desert for a while i thought things were okay again and then i realized they are a bit but it hasn't solved everything it's like there's a gap sometimes between what i should be feeling and what i am feeling and i I didn't tell anyone I, i i wanted everyone i wanted nim to think that the flowers had just fixed everything and i was okay again but i'm not and if i start getting excessively murdery let's say i want you to pull me back
2: i'm not sure that jolene
0: is the best one to stop you from being murdery
2: yeah in fact it's probably entirely possible that i would do the opposite
1: yeah but you're the one who's here and you are one of my best friends and
2: oh you're one of my best friends too (sighs) i only have three friends yeah
1: i also only really have three or four friends um
2: one of them's dead.
1: One of them is dead.
2: Okay, I look,
1: I admit you are not the best choice for this.
2: Oh, no, I'm definitely not the good choice.
1: But I just need you to promise that, because the only thing that will be stopping me from doing awful, awful things is knowing that it's not right. And that's hard sometimes now.
2: <sighs> okay, I promise
1: thank you you
0: wend your way towards the outskirts of magnus
1: what does magnus look like i imagine that it's as a district it's fairly sparsely populated there's probably a number of farms on it that are staffed essentially by a handful of living people and animated corpses I think on the outside, it actually doesn't look all that different, apart from, the, apart from the prevalence of corpses, it probably just looks like any other district, of you know, sort of wooden buildings and sort of rustic kind of feel to it.
2: I think on the way there, Jolene would have picked up a fairly long stick, and when I say fairly long stick, that's long stick for a halfling, so probably not that very long. When they first come across, like, the corpses and stuff, she'll probably, like, go over and just, like, start poking some of them, it's just like... Is this fertilizer? No,
1: they're staff.
0: <laughs> I think you poke, you poke on with the stick and it just keeps plowing the field. They don't have unique sentience. They,
1: they're they not going to do
0: anything. Okay, excuse me. Why do you know so much about the undead, Cremora? Is
1: Cassandra still strapped to the clock wrong or is she down now? <laughs> I think she is still strapped to the clock. I, yeah, if she. <laughs> If she's not going to behave again, how <laughs> did think... naughty
2: paladins get strapped to the shame orbs?
1: I think she's, yeah, she's definitely sober
0: at this point, but she's still strapped to the, to the clone core.
2: Surely is just real good at ropes or something.
0: What business do you have in Magnus anyway? Is it just to deliver these leg orbs? Is that really worth all this trouble? And why the kidnappings?
1: We're here to prevent whatever they are planning to do with all of the souls that they have been buying.
0: Okay, I'm I'm just finding it hard to believe that you're here to do good when you kidnapped me.
2: Do you want us to unkidnap you?
0: Well, obviously.
2: Okay, so if we just leave you here, what are you going to do? Walk all the way back across the sea to where you're supposed to go? Back to the island with all the, you know, sentient soul-powered and aggressive clonk
0: Well, uh... My boat is actually on the island, so I guess I can't get back there, but... Are you insinuating that I have nothing better to do than be kidnapped by you? Do you? Vern, what's your thoughts on all this? <laughs> I don't know. I just decided to be kidnapped for plausible deniability. Yeah. I'm not really kidnapped, I hope.
2: You're not, Vern. You can go any you want. Donk. We're here!
0: <laughs> and the Gwonk runs face first into a sort of well-dressed corpse. It stumbles and drops these hot towels everywhere, and you can see them sort of steaming up a little. The, the corpse just kind of, like, stands again and then holds out his arm like the hot towels are still on it. And you're standing sort of a couple of metres away from a large gate with the Magnus emblem on the front.
1: Is there a Magnus emblem? I imagine there would be. It's probably just an M, right? From a distance, it just looks like a very fancy M, but the closer you get to it, the more you realise, like, it is, yeah, it's, like, engraved with bones and skulls and all sorts of horrible things.
2: Why is there a corpse holding towels?
1: I mean, it was my idea. People working with corpses, you don't want to spread disease and all that.
2: Wait, so you told this thing and she pokes... The waiter, the the dead wait, the dumb waiter. (laughs) You told her to hold some towels?
1: No, I didn't tell her to hold some towels. I suggested that it would be a good idea, and then...
2: Why would it be a good idea to hold some towels in the middle of nowhere? They're just going to go cold. They're magical towels! (laughs) So Okay, so they're going to be magical. Great. So Jolene, like, ducks down, grabs one, and just, like, wipes it against uh, Cassandra, because she's just like covered what? in dust, just, just like, yeah, okay, uh, towel. towel, great.
0: Sparkles cover Cassandra, a uh, little flecks of dried up stuff from the other night uh, just fly <laughs> off. Oh, that was actually really nice.
1: Thank you. Shall we?
0: And so you see out the front of the property, as you would remember well, Cremora, a very
1: finely crafted rope hanging down. Okay, I don't necessarily want to announce my presence and... Make them aware that I'm here. So if you could hold this, hands jolly the uh, control wand. I'm going to try something. I've been experimenting a little bit recently. I've been reading the book, Uh, kind of going back to basics. Hopefully this works. And I'm going to try and cast invisibility.
0: Okay, roll me a spell.
1: Ten, touch an ally. Nobody can see them. They're invisible. The spell persists until the target attacks or you dismiss the effect. While the spell is ongoing, you can't cast a spell. Jolene, Cromora disappears.
2: I can do that too. She puts on the invisibility cloak and just stands still. Disappears as well.
1: Yeah, but I, I can move around and be invisible.
2: She flips off the hood and is just like, fine, what am I supposed to do with this? Just
1: pretend that you're the only one here and that I'm not here and just pull the rope. I'll be following behind.
2: And I'm just wandering around with... Her strapped to the orb? Well, maybe
0: now would be a good time to let me off the orb.
2: Yeah, and uh, what are you going to do when when I let you off the orb?
0: Honestly, I don't know what I'm doing with anything at the moment.
2: Okay. I take her down from the orb. (sighs) And then I grab her hand and say, okay, you're coming with me. Fine. Somehow you're weirdly more agreeable after you've drunk some drinks and then got on a hangover.
0: I'm not hungover.
2: And I, like, clap my hands up near her face. By the night court! What the <laughs> hot hell? Okay, okay, How okay. How did you summon such sound magic? I grab a hand again and, le- and then pull the doorbell, hoping it's not an hanging intestine.
0: As you pull the doorbell, it opens a little box and a bat flies out and oh. then flies across and into the property.
2: That was unexpected.
0: And I think it's a few minutes before the front doors swing open and out comes... Another shambling member of the undead, also in fine clothes. And someone that Cremor would recognize to be... Igor. Igor is, you think, a human, but he has, like, a, a very hunched back, one bulging eye, and huge wrinkles on his forehead, and wispy hair that doesn't quite grow in properly. Uh, and he comes out and walks down. What is your business here?
2: Uh, we heard that, um, the Magnuses are doing a good old trade for... And she smacks one of the orbs. These things.
0: Oh! You've managed to ring the whole thing? Yeah. Wow, the lady of the house will be delighted. Oh, come in, come in. And he ushers the zombie to pull the gates open. Right, well, what are your names? My name's Shelley. Ooh. And you I am Cassandra of the Night Court, I think. Ooh, I haven't heard of that denomination. The Night Court, I think. Well come along, come along. <laughs> Normally I just bring out the sack of gold and dump it over the fence and you throw me the bowl, but I can see that you have two very big uh clunk clunks. Uh iron walkers I think you'll find.
2: They're called clunk Okay, you know what, we'll We'll go with Iron Walkers. Oh, very good.
0: Uh, He leads you into sort of the front room of the building. It's very, it's like it's a very lavish building. It's a mansion, polished wooden floors, huge, nicely upholstered lounges. And he leads you over to a lounge and tells you to sit down. Uh, And Cassandra sits down too. All right, well, the lady of the house is quite busy. You may be waiting just a, a small time here. Uh, can I get you anything? Any refreshments?
2: It's okay, there were towels at the front entrance.
0: No, I mean anything to drink? We have blood? Orange juice? Would you like any blood orange juice? Oh, I could go for some blood orange juice, yeah.
2: I'll just take a sip out of hers.
0: No, I want the whole thing. I'll bring you an extra big cup of two straws. (laughs) (laughs) He waddles (laughs) off. And now you're in the waiting room alone. It's kind of weird in here, isn't it?
2: Yeah. I mean, you've met Cremora.
0: I'm still trying to remember why I'm here right now. If I could just get my connection in the night court back, I could just go do me, you know?
2: Doesn't seem like it's kind of working out right now. And you did kind of try to kill us underneath the uh, night court's orders, which is, you know, not really a good thing to do.
0: Okay, but you did get much closer to killing me.
2: That's true. Just the other day. But also, I didn't leave you to die.
0: Uh, no,
2: you did. Oh, good point. Yeah, Kamora didn't leave you to die. <laughs> and i was with Cremora, so I guess it even that. Speaking of which, if Cremora were here, which she isn't, now would probably be a really good time to do some snooping.
1: Silence, as Cremora realizes that that's a really good idea just tries to walk away really stealthily without <laughs> Jolene noticing
2: tomorrow, <Primora>, walk quieter <laughs> take your shoes off if you have to I, I don't sneak around
1: I haven't I, okay, f- fine
2: <laughs> You're so just,
0: just some boots appear
2: on the
1: ground <laughs> just, just, just throw them to I love you how know, just a boot appears and hits Jolene in the head you asked for this
2: <laughs> okay, fine, stuff them in the bag
1: what are you up to, Karora, as your invisible self? Using my kind of knowledge of the layout of the house. See what's changed. See if I can find any evidence of what,
0: like what, what's going on. I think that this is two joined roles. So I think there's a Defy Danger Dexterity to stay hidden first. And then there is a... uh Sun realities to have a look around. In. Defy Danger Dexterity to... Yeah, you do. Oh! <sighs> yep. Yeah, you glide around... Like, you've never glid before. Um, <laughs>
2: taking the shoes off really helped. Yeah. The trick yeah. is that
1: there's, like, trick floorboards, and you have to sort of know which ones to avoid. <laughs> otherwise they creak, and then she she always knows where they all are. So right, just around them all. Fantastic. Uh, roll me. Seven. That's a seven.
0: What here is useful or valuable to me? So early in your searching, you actually find a uh, metal trap door built into the ground somewhere. It's not hidden, really, um, and it didn't used to be there. And you spend time trying to get it open, but you you don't know how to. It wasn't something that was there when you lived here. Um, And then someone comes down that hallway, and so you have to go, and then you end up going back to the main room. But that definitely feels very important. Okay, so you come back into the room, um, and Cassandra is uh, sipping blood orange juice through a straw out of, like, a large metal chalice. How can this be so bitter and not sweet? I don't understand. Fern, you've got to try this. Uh Last
2: time I drank a
0: human thing, it was alcohol and it was not good.
2: While Jolene is in the sitting room, she's actually going to do, like, a little walk around and do a little bit of a look-see and see if there's anything... Useful or out of place or...
0: Give me a discern reality.
2: That is a
0: six. You're making your rounds and you're trying to find anything, but it's just a sitting room. They don't keep anything important in here. And suddenly you slam into something. Cremora, Jolene slams into you. Ow.
1: (laughs) Cremora? Yeah, hi. Hello.
2: I like... Poke and in front of my face.
1: Can you can you not poke me while I'm invisible, please?
2: But it's really fun,
1: Jolene. Please, please stop it. Book, I think Grimora just does the thing where she just puts her hand on Jolene's forehead and just holds her back. and rolls like
0: I think at this point the door starts creaking open.
2: Ah, flies, flies. It's just flies.
0: And in walks. Lenore Magnus of course escorted by at least one member of the undead and Igor what does she look
1: like? Uh, I think she probably looks much the same as she did when we saw her in the Thin Red Line flashbacks so she is very much the older Magnus, she looks very similar to Cromora, similar facial structure, she's more lined and her hair is probably greying but otherwise very similar looking.
0: And I think when she comes in, she's wearing like a black gown with long black sleeves that goes all the way to the floor. Shelley, is it?
2: Yeah, I assume that you're the lady of the house?
0: I am. I am Lenon Magnus. It's my pleasure to meet you.
2: Mm, very much so This on this side as well. You're very eagerly awaited.
0: And who is this? Who are you in your fine metal get-up? I am Cassandra of the Night Court. Oh, of the Night Court? Really? And I'm Van, a snake without boundaries. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, we do have a sentient talking snake.
0: I have seen much weirder things in my time. And what have you brought along? Two intact iron walkers. I'm surprised they're not tearing the place up right now.
2: I've travelled quite far to deliver these to you.
0: And I'm sure you have. You must tell me all about it over dinner tonight.
2: Of course. Now, about the matter of our payment... I've heard that you are paying a hundred, her ripped-out gizzard. Seeing as I've brought you a whole one, I think we may deserve a little bit more. After all, I did come from an entirely different country to deliver this to you.
0: Well, of course you shouldn't worry about that, dear. Of course we can find funds. The Magnus family is not scraping pennies. We'll compensate you properly for your efforts. How does 500 gold apiece sound?
2: Hmm. Let's say a thousand.
0: It's a done deal.
2: Oh, she's so planning on murdering you. <laughs> <laughs> only she can touch her. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do understand that, as Magnus of such a lovely estate, you are a quite busy person.
0: Indeed I am.
2: How about we go outside? I give you a demonstration of how I managed to get these two Klonkwonks all the way to Magnus, perfectly unharmed.
0: Can you roll parlay for me?
2: Oh. oh, oh! It's an eight.
0: Well, before I do that, I'm sure you can do a little bit in here. Don't worry about scratching up the floorboards. The help will polish right up.
2: How about you make them
0: do a little, a little jig for me? I do like quite like. Vaudeville let's say
2: she's going to stand very straight and put one hand behind her back and one hand in front of her as if she's going to do a bow in the hand that's behind her she's going to grab the control stick she's going to control one of the clunk-wonks to walk in a circle inside the inside the sitting room and then start doing vaudeville as much as she remembers from <laughs>
0: I think doing a vaudeville dance Is a sufficiently complex action That you need to make a wisdom roll Don't fuck me
2: They fucked me Um,
0: Ooh, oh! Just over the line
2: I've got a 7 yeah!
0: You start doing it And you, you've got the control rod behind your back And you start doing this dance With the clonk wonk you don't actually need to move the control rod to do mm. this, but this is, like, one of the first times you've ever used it. Yep. Uh, and so you're kind of, like, swaying and bobbing it. Um, and as you do, you kind of hit your pack a few times, and a voice from your from your butt basically goes,
2: Hey,
0: quit it! So there's this perfect vaudeville act going on, uh, and, and Lenore is there doing little claps, uh, and then a voice just says, Hey, quit it! That's annoying! I'm Lenny! You're
2: also annoying. Uh, what is that? Jolene is very quickly going to just slide the rod down the back of her pants and just, just like she's gonna like stick it in the waistband and says, "Oh, oh, I'm so sorry." What was that? Well, you see, during my uh, travels, during my travels, I came across this very interesting magic dagger.
0: Magical dagger that
2: hmm. talks. Yes, it does.
0: And his name is Lenny. Yes. Oh, what is this story? Tell tell me more about this dagger, please.
2: She's going to reach into her bag and pull out Lenny and then show it to Lenore and say, You see, this dagger... I'm Lenny. Lenny does in fact have a soul bound into it.
0: A soul?
2: Yes, except during the process it seems that the soul has gone a little bit off the rails.
0: Whatever do you mean?
2: I want to taste human
0: flesh! Is yes. it? <laughs> ah, well, now, that's okay, Lenny, we all have those days. Now, is there a price I could pay to take this dagger off your hands?
2: Perhaps, because you see, souls that are bound into certain objects do have a sort of synergy between one another.
0: You know, well, quite a lot.
2: During my travels, I did travel with a particularly clever wizard. She was the one who figured out that souls bound into certain objects have a synergy with one another. What you see here is actually, in fact, the device of which I can use to control these clonk-wonks.
0: So is very surprising. Well, yes, well, I would certainly need that as part of the deal.
2: This can be yours for... Three thousand gold.
0: That's got to be a parlay, my bud. Oh. Yep. Three thousand gold is getting a bit high. Even wait, is that three thousand total for all three no, items? No. no, that's just it's three thousand gold
2: for the dagger <laughs> plus yeah. one thousand each for the concho. Oh. Yes.
0: Yeah, you're gonna have to roll real hard for that.
2: Oh. <laughs> oh. That's an, uh, That's a ten.
0: You almost see a bead of sweat drop down her forehead. Five thousand total then.
2: Yes. Imagine. You could collect all the clonk, uh, you could collect all the iron walkers that you would like with this dagger. You needn't have to pay out so much money to all the bric-a-brac and the commoners anymore. They're no use to you. Not with the dagger.
0: Mm, I do loathe (laughs) bric-a-brac. It would take me some time to pull uh, these resources, I hope you understand. I don't actually just have 5,000 gold lying about. I have access to it, but I would need it transferred to my location.
2: I see. Perfectly understandable. Would you be able to stay here for a week, perhaps? Oh, I wouldn't want to impose upon you for so long.
0: It is no imposition. This house is very large, as you understand.
2: But you see, Cassandra and Vern are very much the nature-loving kinds of people.
0: No, I'm not. I shoot a look at Vern. No, I love this city. If I wanted to live in the bush, I would have just kept being a normal snake. Okay, I didn't really get a choice about it. No, I like this. I want to be a pampered python. I'm not a python. I'm sorry for that factual inaccuracy. That's all right, then.
2: If you would like, you can stay inside Magnus Manor.
0: Oh, and I would also like to stay in Magnus Manor.
2: She turns to Lenore and says, Are you certain a week in your home will be no imposition to you? Of course not. Well then, very well, although... Until we get our funds, I would prefer to hold onto everything I would be planning on giving you.
0: I think like how I twitches a little.
2: Of course. It's good business, you understand.
0: Mm-hmm. And this is all good business. Mm. Well, a week then. I'll have my people put out for the funds immediately. Will I see you at dinner? Great. Of course. Oh, Igor, show them to their rooms and then arrange for the funds to be sent. Five thousand gold. Well, get to it. And she storms out of the room. Thanks for listening. Shout out to Eamon of Team Asterisk for last minute audio help that saved both your ears and mine. The next puzzle is now available. I hope you like Magics. Check the description for the worksheet and message us the solution for a shout out in the show.
2: Bye!